Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Welcome to the Illuminated Word. My name is Devin Morris. Today our passage comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 11. Let's read together and we'll talk through it. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is here. He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. In returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles, But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Oh, it's it's odd, I guess. I guess this is on me, but it it feels weird to talk about resurrection that not around Easter. I know we talk about resurrection a lot, but really go through the narrative. Um, I guess that's on. I mean, it's definitely on me to not think more about, talk more about the resurrection narrative uh, more than just around Easter. Uh, I've made it a practice, uh, I guess the past two years, of getting up at dawn uh, on Easter Sunday just to try to relive this moment. And and I'll read through the, the narrative at that point too. Um, this is such a, this is, you know, this is the hinge of Christianity. This is why you and I, this is why I'm recording a podcast. And this is why you're listening to a podcast about Jesus, about scripture, is because of this moment, because of the resurrection. When you go through and you look at the resurrection, uh, you're going to see that, I mean, pretty quickly, all four resurrection accounts are vastly different um, to a degree that has often caused people a lot of doubt and a lot of uncertainty based on what what exactly happened. And hopefully for more mature Christians, you've worked through this. But in, in case this is, in case you're not there, in case that's not you, um, there are a lot of things we could talk about as far as, you know, one of the the biggest points to make is, well, what are the other theories? Do any of the other theories stack up to what these eyewitness accounts are stating? A swoon theory where Jesus didn't really die after his beating and scourging and being hung on the cross and he actually moved that boulder away and and ran off and that's what actually happened or maybe the jews came in and stole the body or or maybe the romans came in and took the body like the book of matthew tells us uh, you know that matthew purports that that lie was being spread that the jewish authorities spread that uh, were responsible for spreading that lie but you got to think, even from the Romans' perspective or the Jewish perspective, uh, once Christianity really started to take hold, once it you know gained so much traction, uh, why didn't someone step forward and say, "Hey, actually, we took the body. 
here it is, here are the remains. No one does that. It's because the body was gone. There was no body. A swoon theory doesn't make sense. That they came to the wrong tomb doesn't make sense. That there was group hallucination doesn't make sense. Even, man, when you really get down to this argument that Jesus is a myth and that this myth grew, still doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't um, bring in all the pieces of the story and account for them, not just in Scripture but extra-biblical material too, where you have people confirming the things that Jesus did, where you have historians confirming how um, midday uh, the sky went dark and they tried to account for it by some lunar or solar eclipse and, and neither of those make sense neither is account for what's actually happened uh, in in history there's so much here to um, give faith to give evidence for the resurrection um, ultimately our faith cannot reside in evidence uh, it's great when we have it and we should look for it at times. We should be able to give evidence for our hope and our faith. But ultimately, when you really get down to it, your faith doesn't need those things. So when we go through Luke, um, I don't even think about how it sounds somewhat different than Matthew or Luke or, or John's account. Because also, when you really tear away all the uh, additions and you look at the primary story, they all tell the same story. The same exact thing happened in all the accounts. Women showed up to the tomb. Someone was there to speak to them about Jesus' body not being there. Uh, they, uh, the women leave to go tell the disciples. The disciples don't believe in them. And Jesus begins appearing to them, to the women first and then to the other apostles and disciples. It's the same story. It's just sometimes you get different details. Luke includes a lot of things, but they all record, all four Gospels are going to record that the resurrection was on the first day of the week. And this becomes the day of worship for Christians, as we're going to read about in the book of Acts. And that kind of gives even more energy to this idea that the resurrection was something that people truly believed in. Hundreds of people truly believed in, because these were believing Jews who changed their day of Sabbath, day of worship, and began doing this on Sunday instead. That's a big change. Maybe you and I don't really realize that because we're not as religious, religiously committed, maybe I can say that, as um, Jews were in the first century. Uh, there's, there's true commitment there. And that also goes for why the women are showing up early. Um, it, there's no other need to include that detail other than the women were com deeply committed to Jesus and knew that they needed to finish this burial ceremony. So they came to provide these spices for the body. Uh, Luke mentions the body, soma, is that Greek word, more than any of the other writers, and especially in this uh, resurrection account. He's going to mention that the soma of Jesus was not there. And for whatever reason, the other Gospels don't mention that explicitly. Luke 24.3 says, could not find, did not find the body of Jesus. And when the angelic man, right? It doesn't call him an angel, but calls them men. This angelic man, two men speak to the women who are at the tomb. Uh, he says that Jesus is not among the living, among the living ones, and that's something unique to Luke as well. Luke is the only one, actually, to include this conversation that the women had with the angels. Uh, and one big aspect of what the angels uh, are 
are trying to get the women to do is just to remember. And, and that's such a, an important aspect of, of Judaism. The book of Deuteronomy, you have Psalm 136. That's all about remembering um, the Lord's faithfulness. Uh, but here they're reminding the women of what Jesus has said to them. Specifically, you know, when he was in Galilee, what he was going to do, what was going to happen. We get that in chapters 9 and 18 of the book of Luke where Jesus is saying these things that the angels are trying to get them to remember. Um, Maybe one of the, I don't know, more beautiful aspects of the resurrection is is what it comes down to our purpose. And, And I'm preaching this Sunday, and so I guess that's really where my mind is in thinking about um, this is a little deeper than maybe I do just when I'm normally reading through it. But that the resurrection is a time of revelation and of understanding. James Edwards in his commentary words it that way. And I think that's beautiful because that's really what the resurrection is, what it comes down to and what it means for us. It's a time of revelation, new things being revealed, and us having an understanding. And for us to really have an understanding it requires us to remember to think back on the things that god has done and what he is doing um this is a an important passage for your faith and for my faith uh, it's good that we read it often it's good that we dwell on it often the resurrection is something that we all hope for and long for it's what um it's how i know i'm going to spend eternity with my god is in this uh resurrection state and, and i look forward to it so Uh, My prayer is, Lord, come quickly. I pray that you're looking for ways to love and serve your neighbor in genuine and sincere ways. Peace and love.